Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to season three, episode 10 of the box set pod. Recommending TV box sets for you. Uh, but it's more just about the company, isn't it? If you're joining us for the first time, we're Howell and Jamie. It's lovely to have you with us. And uh, you can email us, as usual, by emailing studio at theboxsetpod.com. We will get it and we will use your email, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Uh, and as usual, please recommend us to a couple of friends. I don't think anybody does this. We say it every week. But please. Uh, and, and send us some evidence that you've Do recommended it. it to somebody. Tell us if you've got somebody hooked on the box set pod. It'd be lovely to hear from you, and we'll give you a mention, and we'll give them a mention. Maybe if they will say anything about them that you want. If you've got a friend's birthday coming up, you can say, yes. I've got you a present. Here's the box set pod. Yes. Enjoy. Exactly. Yes, I know it costs nothing. <laughs> I know, I realise that, but still enjoy. <laughs> Season 3, episode 10 then. Uh, uh, it was pointed out to me the other day. I bumped into a guy called Michael who listens to the podcast. Uh, he pointed out that um, we, uh, we've we had a very long season, season 3. Yeah. That's true. It's been a long time. Well, what think... can we say? We got commissioned for uh, extra episodes. <laughs> season 2. Uh... Season 2 is about four episodes long, I think. <laughs> yes. It basically coincides when we need a holiday. Uh, and that might happen very shortly. But I want to hit the ground running, especially with people who are joining us because they used to listen to us on uh, Rock FM, which which finishes today, the day that this is released. We stop our day job on Rock it's FM. It's over. We're probably right now getting wasted <laughs> in a weather spoon. I asked you if you wanted to go out for a drink afterwards, and you um, you said you didn't. I'm still really. thinking about it. All right, yeah. do you not pressure me. Who's paying? Is my my wife paying? Well, uh, you. Uh, you see, that's the issue. No, all I suggested was that we go to a casino. Yeah, you want to put last put... month's wage? No, no, last month's wage. The last day's wage, right? We put it all on red or black. I don't know about that. Why don't you let us know which it should be, red or black? <laughs> this is why I don't want to go out with you. <laughs> go on, Jamie, go on. be a great night. We'll just walk in. Like, literally, it could be the shortest do ever. Half an hour. In, bang the bet on. Out, go home. Oh my god, that's saddest, depressing ending ever. You Not won, if we win. You just lost 150 quid. <laughs> Not if we win. Oh, I'm just giving away our show for you. Oh, embarrassing. Hey, Helen from M- Helen X of Empire Magazine. We've got some film uh, reviewers joining us. Hello. There she is. How are you, Helen? I'm very well, thank you. Well, the numerous people said you've got to get Helen back on the pod. So <laughs> we ignored them for weeks and now we oh, can't ignore you any longer so welcome <laughs> back um, um, now then uh, last week we did something fun what we d- decided to do was look up some of the best films ever and then go to okay. the worst reviews of them oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't find any of yours but I did search you have you ever searched your own name on Rotten Tomatoes um, I did it once a few years ago because I was actually looking for something and I couldn't find it on the Empire site. Uh, so I used them as a quick search engine. Well, apparently, Helen O'Hara agrees with the tomato meter 76% of the time. OK. 
okay. Okay, that, all right not bad. That. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good rating. You don't want to be, you don't want to be a complete maverick. <laughs> no. But at the same time, I'm not a slavish follower of fashion on, the, on no, that evidence. No. So and let's right. face it, as we've discussed before, it'll be the comedies that you've reviewed that you got wrong. So other than that, you'll be bang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the one, the one where I know I'm wildly out from the consensus and rotten tomatoes was Lions for Lambs, which I really like to give four stars. Everybody hates that film. Lions for Lambs. Yeah, yeah, it's it was a Robert, a Robert Redford. Yeah. Andrew Garfield in a very early role. Tom Cruise was in it. I just liked it. It's a good little. Um, yeah, it's quite a good little debate film, isn't it? Yeah. I it's like not a very filmy film, films. I admit. But, yeah, yeah. I, I like those films. There's, been, there's a couple of Robert Redford films showing up on Netflix and stuff at the moment, and it's really nice. One that they made fairly recently. Which one am I thinking of? He plays a uh, um, the family. Oh no, is it Robert Redford? You're thinking of. Um, okay, I'm going to need more. Okay, it's the guy. the The plot is he he's cheating on his wife. There's another guy who's willing to kill people for him. Um. Oh, does a murder? Hang on, maybe. Is it Robert I Redford? Seen it. it sounds like it might be. I have a vague memory of a film vaguely occupying that space. Yeah. But I don't remember what it is. Sorry. Oh, we're useful, aren't we? I'll tell you what I'm excited about it's with Robert Redford. Yeah. Go, go a on. Walk in the Woods is due out next month. A Walk in the Woods. Tell us about A Walk yeah. in the Woods. Well, I don't know much about the film, but the book is brilliant. It's by a guy called Bill Bryson, who's one of the funniest yeah, writers in the course, world, and yeah. especially his travel books. Yeah. And this is one of them, where he and a friend set out to walk the Appalachian Trail, which is about two and a half thousand miles long. Yeah. And and so in the film, they're played by Robert Redford and I think Nick Nolte. It was originally, oh. interestingly, Robert Redford originally pitched it as a reunion for him and Paul Newman. Oh, wow. No way. That would have been incredible. But Nick Nolte, I love but Nick, Nick Nolte. Nolte. Yeah. He's yeah, quite, he's quite so, a funny character, Nick Nolte, isn't he? But this, this presumably is a yeah. journey of self-discovery walking across the Appalachian Mountains. I mean, I, I feel like it probably will be, yeah. See, that's that, what was that Reese Witherspoon one that came out not long ago where she goes on yeah, a journey? That was wild, and that was the Pacific Crest Trail. Wild. I didn't, really, and then there was, I didn't watch that, actually. No, I didn't. And, uh, well, there, and there was the other one, the true story that was made that looked really similar about the guy who goes and lives in the cabin. and Into the wild. Into the wild. Into the wild. Wild, yeah, that's for you. That's possibly one of the most depressing films yeah. ever. Yeah. I, exactly. Well, wild, wild is like Into the Wild, but slightly cheerier. Is it's it? It's also based on a true story. Okay, because it seems to me like every few years there's a film that comes out and it's about somebody going to rediscover themselves in the wild and it's always a Hollywood actor and I, I always feel like <laughs> they're cashing in on the fact that they're going, and look, she wears no makeup. It always feels well, a bit like that. Actually, I'll tell you about Reese Witherspoon. What she did a couple of years ago was she went around all the major studios and said, what are you developing with a female lead? And apparently they came back with one film between the six major studios. Whoa. So she then decided to get serious about producing. And Wild is one of the books that she optioned. And Gone Girl was another. Oh, really? No way. Which she didn't star in because she didn't think she was right for the role. Wow. wow. That's so, really big of her to right. so turn I, that yeah, down. So I'll watch it. It's pure, um, I I'll watch it. Well, then I think, I will you know, watch there is, it. There's a lot of women speaking out at the moment about the, uh, the, the female perspective in Hollywood. It does feel yeah. like a stand is being made, and that's a really good thing. Yes, I, I agree. I think people have stopped asking everybody, are you a feminist, and started asking them, what sexism have you experienced? 
which I feel like is a, a bit of a step forward, actually. That's definitely a step forward, although Morgan Freeman's view of Black History Month is, you, I wish it didn't exist, because <laughs> if people stop talking about the word black versus white, then um, there wouldn't be uh, the problem. His view is to kind of not talk about these things and get on with changing them instead, you know, which I kind of agree with as well. And then I have heard yeah. so many. I, it seems to be that a woman can't be interviewed at the moment um, in Hollywood without being asked about roles for females. Mm. And um, I, I partly think that that's... Um, it's an unfair cross to bear as well, you know. It's like, uh, who was it? There was, um, there was an interview. With, my wife was telling me that there was an interview with two people. One's the male lead and one's the female lead. And they asked the male lead all these exciting questions about the part he was playing. And then they turned to her and they said, how do you feel about the role of females, uh, about female roles in Hollywood? And... Mm. And it was, and she answered. She answered really well. I wish I could remember who it was. Someone really famous from a film very recently. I know nothing today, but um, and she sort of made that point. She sort of went, "Why does my sex still have to be the talking point?" Mm. And um, I, I, yeah, I sort of agree with that. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, nobody wants to carry the flag all the time. Uh, the, the problem would be if that's the only question she's being asked. If it's one of them, then I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I think that. It is interesting, though, if you look at the different questions people are asked. Uh, John Green talked about it about in relation to Paper Towns. So the male know. lead was asked, when did you read the book? That's, the the, that's what I'm talking asked, about. Did you read the book? That's what I'm talking about. I completely made up that story, didn't I? Um, but, the, <laughs> yeah, the feeling is the same. It was, uh, how, uh, yeah, when did you read the book? Did you read the book? Exactly. <sighs> Can you read, dear? <laughs> and then you had Jesse Eisenberg and um, Kristen Stewart swap questions for one interview where she asked him all the kind of questions she usually gets. Um, and he had to ask her all the ones about the role in the film. <laughs> wow. Well, it's good. I'm good. Good. Yeah. Good, good to know activism is still alive for exactly. hugely well-paid people like Reese with a spin <laughs> to get some more roles. Uh, but it's good that she's producing it, and that seems to be the way to go, really, doesn't it? In fact, when you think of all your favourite films of the last ten years or so, so many of them are from actors who have become producers in some way or started their own production company, isn't it, rather than the big mm. studios. Even down to comedy and, you know, the, the the Paul Rudd world and the Judd Apatow world and the Will Ferrell world, all of that stuff all comes, Seth Rogen, that's all self-produced stuff, isn't it? Um, a lot of it, yeah, although under the studios, most of the, most of the actors and directors who have their own production companies, those are set up. Mm. under studios right right yeah yes good but star power still rules the day then a little bit yeah i think it's um it it sometimes gets kind of uh gone down these days but i think it's still very important Mm. let's talk box sets what you watching i want to talk quickly though about star wars what's the juice on the new star wars film helen um, I mean, the juice is, I mean, pretty much everything that's out there, but it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, the new issue of Empire, if anybody's seen that, has um, James's huge big feature on it um, and some very cool covers with, with the sort of the baddies and the good guys. Um, but, yeah, it's looking, all the signs are looking really good. It's on so paper, scary, it's isn't it? Rock. Pardon? And we're just all so, you know, we're all just worried, aren't we? 
Yeah, because no, we are. We're terrified. We I'm not. Yeah. I'm not worried. I am. You're I genuinely worried. want them to do a good Star Wars film. I never liked yeah. Star Wars from the oh, start. Oh, oh you know what? Leave the room, Howell. <laughs> just didn't. And I tried so hard. I put it on again. You said last week that you'd watched them all and again. And I said, so I tried and I put the first one on, you know, the original first one on again. And I sat, sat there and oh, just within five minutes, I was just like, oh, the acting's awful. The, I just yeah. don't care. Oh, just, no, just, just stop. You're just, just stop talking, sad sack. We get it. I don't like it. Just, yeah, but some people just don't. Was it in Family Guy? Is that what they were talking about? Star Wars in Family Guy? Was it The Godfather? It was the God... bad. No, it was The Godfather. Um, when they're in the panic room and Peter Griffin said, never liked The Godfather. He admits that he never liked The Godfather. And everyone goes, what? And he goes, it insists upon itself. It insists upon itself. And that's how I feel about Star Wars. Is It It seems to require such um, a leap of faith at the beginning that I, I can do with Star Trek, but for some reason I can't do with Star Wars. I don't know what it is. I think there's something broken in you. Yeah. There must be. I there mean, I don't be. want to judge, but, yeah. you know, you're just a bad person. Maybe you know? now Disney have got it. That'll do the job for me. Hey? <laughs> Disney oh, will save go. that flagging awful shit. You know what I'm worried about, uh, Helen, most of her watching the trailer is mm-hmm. Han Solo is in the film. And for me, Han Solo is the character that is the best thing about Star Wars. I love him in the original films. And he's, mm-hmm. he's old now. And just like Harrison Ford did with Indiana, and that went horribly wrong last year. I enjoyed that. Yeah, but it wasn't horrible. No, I mean, I've heard of this alleged fourth Indiana Jones film. I'm not sure it really exists. <laughs> um, as you know, I, I don't believe in it. But um, I, I think if it had happened, the problem in it wouldn't be him. Yeah. He'd be okay. Yes. And so I've got to hope that he would be fine um, returning to Han Solo as well. We haven't seen anything really yet of, of, of Mark Hamill yeah. or Princess Leia. I'm worried Mark that Mark Hamill, Hamill is slightly, should we say, bloated these days. Because <laughs> he is. I think, I think they all went into training as soon as the film was announced, and George gave them more warning than anyone else. Wow. Maybe they all went into sure training, though. Maybe they all went into training, and Mark Hamill just. They, they, get, they waited to train for two weeks, went, you know what, we can't improve this guy. Let's just put him behind a black screen or something. <laughs> so harsh. I'm also not. not not convinced how big a role those three are going to have. I don't hmm. think Han's going to be in it as much as you think he's going to be in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll It'll be great. We'll see. Whatever Helen. it is, it'll be great. Now, on to an email from Daniel, who we, we read out his email last week, and we got onto a debate that I think Helen will <coughs> enjoy being part of. Hey, guys, think you just hit the nail on the head there. Thanks, Daniel. Um, when you really enjoy a film or TV show, it's hard to let it go, especially if you've just binged 23 episodes. Step mm-hmm. in bonus features. And yes, I'm overjoyed that I'm not only the only one to uh, watch them and ease the pain. Yes, it's an incentive to buy the fancy box set, as they often have material that's entertaining and revealing. I love the Lord of the Rings extended box set features. Yes. Does anyone know if the Hobbit ones are worth the money, as I was so let down by the films? That's true. Uh, Got to be honest, not only do I watch the features, listen to review podcasts after, but I'm an IMDb, uh, I'm on IMDb to see what what goofs I missed and the show trivia. Perhaps with all this, you may have time for a second podcast uh, called Boxer Anonymous could help me. Uh, my recommendations could, okay but that's something else but the the topic was haven't, haven't Netflix missed a trick haven't those streaming services missed a trick because you can no longer watch the the, the outtakes and the bloopers well you still can if you buy the DVDs you can do you think but that yes, they've I mean, tried to get of, them um, to be honest I'm not sure if they did because my perception is 
that unless a filmmaker is really dedicated to extras in the way that Peter Jackson, for example, is, mm. studios seem to be putting less emphasis on them. And you're getting these big films come out with very little. Yes, you did. But we always wondered whether that was often you'd then get the special edition six months later. No, it's not happening now. I think I think they have decided they're sort of moving away from physical medium, and I think they have decided not to invest. That's what I think. Really? Not 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 across the board. Not in every case. A dedicated filmmaker can still kind of push for it to happen, and it might. Mm. But I am seeing a huge number of films that I review come through with little to no extras. Really? Wow. Helen, when was the last time you bought a DVD of a film? With your money. Oh, it was fairly recent, actually. I mean, Blu-ray. What was probably. it? Uh, I brought Bring It On on DVD last week because I realised I didn't have it and I wanted it. So oh, yeah. Bring It On, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Which one's It's that? quite good. It's about a uh, band... A cheerleader comedy. Cheerleader thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, quite a co- it's quite a good sort of satire, isn't it, really, of that, yeah, of that world? Yeah, it's a little sports movie. Yeah. 63% on Rotten Tomatoes oh. there. Would you say that's fair, Helen, 63 No, I wouldn't. I think it, it suffers from the usual kind of snobbishness towards female-led films and teen films. It's quite yeah. good. As, as a, that's a good a point because movie. I watched when I watched Mean Girls recently. I was amazed by how funny it is. I thought it was brilliant. Was a brilliant film. Yeah, yeah. Mean I Girls. Didn't hear much about it. Yeah, and um, what was the other one? Dream Dream Girls. Dream Girls. No, Dream, Dream Girls. Uh, what we're talking about? Yeah, the Eddie Murphy one. We're talking about yeah. teen comedies, Howell. That's not a teen one, comedy. It's the Jennifer similar... Hudson one. It's yes. not the Eddie Murphy one. Yeah, well, I can't remember their names because they're women, all right? Yeah, apparently. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, well, it's got a similar title, Jamie. That's why I mentioned it. I, I love that. Um, and I mention Eddie Murphy because um, it stands out as a really, really amazing performance by him, which um, was not the usual guff that he's, <laughs> that he's chucking out there. And Jennifer Hudson is of course the, the absolute winner in that but uh, mm. Eddie Murphy surprised me it was like oh do more stuff yeah, like that Eddie yeah, he got an Oscar nomination for it I believe yeah so here's a review from right. uh, Brian Ondorf from Blu-ray.com have you heard of him um, I'm afraid not, no. And this is of Bring It On. There's nothing okay. authentic about Bring It On, which is at its best when completely immersed in satirical superficiality. Right. There you go. Does that hurt, Helen? I mean, not really. Okay. It's really... It's, it's at its best when consumed by superficial... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I really understand what he's getting at. <laughs> I like this. Let's do some more of this. Here's another bad review. This one, Helen, for your film that you've just bought, is from Jean uh, or Jean Alfmuth from Paolo Alto Weekly. The dancing is well choreographed, but the story would have better succeeded in choosing an angle or two and sticking with it. That's probably fair. Oh, all right. Not really scathing these. You know, I found a review, Helen, uh, criticising Jaws. I mean, can you believe that's one actually actually hated Jaws? (laughs) That seems just bizarre. So bizarre. You know, I watched it again uh, the other day on Now TV, and um, it's such an amazing. Like, I don't know how they got. You know that scene on the boat where he tells the story about the Indianapolis. Yes. I don't know how they got that atmosphere. And it's like the, the they must have like got there, drunk. isn't it? It's like they all got drunk they on did. that boat. Did they actually get drunk? Yeah, they were drunk. Because you can feel it just has this feel of like 
it's like an atmosphere that you can't, you don't really get in films a great deal because it's so hard to create. You know, like real, you you do feel like you're on the boat and in this little world, and these these three guys just stuck well, on this in Rich, the sea. I, I don't know whether Helen can confirm this or not, but um, Richard Dreyfus, the Richard Dreyfus, and the guy uh-huh. who plays the captain, what's his name? Robert Shaw. Shaw. Robert Shaw. Robert they really did not get on, and really annoyed each other. And um, when it came to doing that scene, what you're seeing is basically reality living itself out because they have annoyed each other to that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And then they all got drunk and they did that scene. And uh, you, perhaps that's why the atmosphere is so palpably viable. Um, I haven't heard that specific story, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Right. But it doesn't mean it isn't, isn't true. It could be. It's definitely true. <laughs> Really? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. If it's true. I don't know. Sounds um, true. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it does, doesn't it? Well, Helen's going to have to go in a minute. Um, quick, quick, quick um, couple yeah. of things with you, Helen, just before you go. Uh, might as well do our TV news with you while you're here. Okay. Um, there's an article that I put on the website, theboxsetpod.com/slash news, and it was sent to us by listener Ben, and it's a really good article. It's about the golden age of TV. Is it about to end? And it was a, an article in the Guardian newspaper that looks at you know the, it calls the four pillars of TV drama Sopranos The Wire Mad Men Breaking Bad and it talks about what are going to be the new shows what's the new Breaking Bad what's the new Sopranos is the era ending or are we still in the midst of a golden era of TV likewise just before you answer that Jacko says something that I think fits in with that serious Mm -hmm. question he says I was speaking with a friend the other day about how there seems to have been a reversal over the past decade or so from relatively unknown actors using box set stuff to leap into film to established Hollywood folk queuing up for roles in TV series. Is this BS or is there something in it? And if there is something in it, which box sets marked the transition period? Certainly if Ben's point uh, or the article about it getting bloated and getting too big and then, you know, maybe the golden age ending, that could be part of this big stars getting involved and, you know, turning it into the big system. What do you think, Helen? Um, I don't think it's ending. I think that's nonsense. Um, I think it's still very much under full steam. Yeah. Can you give examples um, of the what? What's the future? What's the what's the new Sopranos? Well, I don't think it has to match up to what's gone before, and I think if it tries to, that's what will end the golden age. Yeah. Mm. Because quite frankly, all of those are incredibly man-heavy shows. So maybe the answer is women, for example. Very um, true. But you know that that isn't those aren't the only pillars of the golden age. There's the West Wing. There's the Sex and the City was an enormous hit. Yeah. You know, you could even put Friends in there for goodness sake, although it's a little bit earlier. Mm. Um, mm. So I don't think that those are the only shows that matter and I think we're seeing a huge number of great shows what, on TV right now. What do you think about the so, point about uh, actors going from movies well, into yeah. the TV it world? Used to be that, it used to be that TV was looked down on. That's what you did at the end of your career if you didn't have anything else going for you. And then changed in the late 90s, early noughties. That's been happening for a very long time now. I mean, 24 is generally considered a bit of a benchmark with yeah. for Sutherland moving over and the stars have just been getting bigger and bigger since. Um, I don't think, though, that, that any of these things are star-led, particularly. They are the writer's medium. I think and what you're seeing in TV is that the writers yeah. call the shots. I think that's, 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 really, that's a really good point. I think that's that, yeah. true, apart from True Detective. I think True Detective oh, is, no, is great writing, but it cashed in and it got a lot of mileage in the first series by it being those two stars that people... Well, of course, but it cashed in, but that doesn't mean it was, st- was, it was star-led in the sense no. that it was... 
they, they they signed up because it was a very good script. That's it's true. the same and way it, that it, big name actors sign up to small indie movies. Yes, and I read it. Really, the reason that big stars are going into TV is because the bottom of full night of the mid level drama and the indie movie, and that's the only way they can get really interesting, challenging scripts. Yeah, mm. I think that's true. That uh, that's the true detective thing. I think a really good point is I think that's a really good example of a writer leading something because there's a really good article I read about why season two has been so bad is because the creator and writer Nick Pazilian or something like that he he was so scared of apparently that he got so um, paranoid about all the criticisms of the first series he tried to do almost the anti version of the first series mm. and in doing that he made a show that was mystifying just totally just went over one's head and mm. didn't really convoluted you, do you see that point yeah. Helen well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'd necessarily blame the critics. Lots of people have a different, difficult second film um, because he certainly didn't take on yeah. all of the criticisms, I would it's say, of the fault. first one. It's your fault. One of the, no, I'm sorry, but one of the criticisms <laughs> of the first it makes the second one more mystical. Like, come on. Yeah. One of the criticisms of the first series was it was incredibly male-focused, so he put in a woman character and then had her defined entirely by sex it's like seriously that's not responding to the critics that's doubling down on what was wrong the first time yeah 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 true well listen this is a bigger debate and i'd like to get you on and talk about positive discrimination another time um because you're a woman and that's what you should be here to do talk about right thanks that. Yeah. <laughs> discrimination, uh-huh. um we know you gotta go thank you will you come on oh, again by the very way, soon hello one last thing we both watched inside out by your on your rec on your recommendation yeah. and you were right Oh my god, yes, Helen! I, was. I wept. So good. You know what the type of tears it was? Like I've had like breakdowns watching films. Like when we, when I watched The Impossible. Did you ever bloody uh-huh. watch that? You two. The Impossible. You did. Move on. Come on. Oh, she never <laughs> watched it. Oh, Helen, watch The Impossible, please. I'm gonna. Like, let's move on. That gave me a breakdown. Um, this one made tears run down my face, like in a movie. Yeah. It it just like, and I noticed everyone else in the cinema as well. It was like everyone yeah. was very still, but the 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 emotion was the tap was just turned on. It just dropped. Yeah. It was it's beautiful. Amazing. It's just the most beautiful film. It's lovely. Helen, thank you. Thank you. Speak to you thank soon. You. Get back to work. Bye. 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 The wonderful Helen O'Hara there. She only had 15 minutes and we got longer than that out of her. So yeah, we like you, to Helen. jokes a bit more. Um, and I would also have asked, Jacko in his email has also asked for a recommendation. He likes his comedy. He doesn't want anything with zombies in it. And he's not interested in winning the Entourage box set. <laughs> <laughs> you might like Entourage. He said, because you described it as Sex and the City for boys. But I, I think it more means that, like... If you're a girl, you might find it just annoying. Yeah. I think it's more in well, that I, sense. I'll tell you one thing I would recommend to you, Jacko, that I've just started, well, I've watched the first series of, and there is only one series, which is a shame. It's on Channel 4. It's on 4OD. It's called Catastrophe, and uh, it's about a couple uh, who uh, accidentally have a baby. They have a one-night stand, and they're having a baby together. And it's got a brilliant, brilliant cast. It's got a comedian called Rob Delaney in it who's, so funny I'd never really knew much about him until this and I also got a woman called Sharon Horgan in they're both really funny I'd recommend that what's it called? Catastrophe Catastrophe it's funny is it? very funny also Community which is on Netflix that's a funny that's very you you'd like that you'd like that and and also if you want a an even safer bet than that I think that you, Jacko, and your partner, if you have one, would very much enjoy uh, Kimmy Schmidt 
on Netflix. Yeah. I think that might actually be if you he's basically saying his email he hardly watches any box sets. He's just bought <laughs> I'd start with thirty rock before Kimmy Schmidt um, He says the last uh, series I really committed to was Sharp in nineteen ninety four. I'm still not convinced box sets will take off, <laughs> but I recommend I commend your enthusiasm and commitment to the course. I was inspired enough to buy House of Carbs lately, but um have yet found the time to watch any. <laughs> oh, what's the well, point if look, you're not gonna watch it? Yeah, Show some enthusiasm. I mean, you've taken the first step, but House of Cards really is excellent, Jacko. You would love that. But if you want something that's quicker, it sounds like you're a busy person. If you want a laugh, something that's quick, something that's not doesn't take too much effort, but is also made by very funny people, Tina Fey's T, uh, Kimmy Schmidt is, I think potentially the best the best starting point and then community definitely like and that other thing that Jamie mentioned well if you're going to start with Kimmy Schmidt start with 30 Rock instead that's where it all began really with her mm. very, it's a very good comedy show with Alec Baldwin yeah yeah okay Chris Allen thank you for your email as well been away for a few weeks I'm slowly catching up on your pods I was wondering how you and your customers consume your box sets how do you consume your box sets do you I just watch them on the couch um, he travels a lot for his work and rarely gets to sit in front of the TV so he loads up his iPad with his latest selection and that's how he gets his fix. I imagine if you're a commuter, the world of TV has given you so much pleasure that Ooh, you wouldn't have had. Yes. Wouldn't it? Because you, yes, it, that's please. the kind of thing like the the episodes are just long enough for a commute and you would you'd want the train to carry on moving if you hadn't finished. Did you get a free Wi-Fi on trains, yeah. Uh depends on the train. Uh, yeah, I could stream, he's, I, he's loading it up, you see, you can download stuff to it. I sometimes watch whilst cooking actually. I watch on my laptop with a big speaker and uh, make spag ball whilst watching episodes of TV shows. Yeah. Wow. It's quite... quite Only on shows that my lady won't watch with me. Yeah, This means it can move with me from room to room when I'm at home or from a hotel. I also use Netflix, but hotel Wi-Fi is not always up to the job of streaming. There you go. Um, So downloading is the best option. I wondered what your thoughts were on the subject. I'm currently in the middle of an Australian marathon. It's a very hard, gritty prison drive. Oh, an Oz marathon. (laughs) Sorry. um, I thought he was in Australia. You know what? Oz is one of those shows that I really feel like I I hear a lot of people talking mm. about it, and it's meant to be brilliant. And I feel like I should yeah. watch this. Said it's very raw but engrossing. Keep an eye open for Eye Zombie, which is definitely my favourite comic book conven- conversion in the recent rash of. Uh, comic books TV series its second season is about to start in the States in October I don't think it's available over here at present it was one of those series that I raced through eager to see the next instalment beautifully scripted lots of cultural references and very funny with an excellent cast surely someone in the UK will pick it up soon well you hope so but there's so much for them to pick up and invest in now Thank you, Chris, for your email. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Jacko. Um, you can email, as always, by emailing... Uh, oh, and Pam as well. Just finished watching Lilyhammer. Oh, no, we read that out last week. Um, you can email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Somebody is going to win the Entourage box set, the entire series. And, Jacko, if it's you that wins it, you can always pop it on eBay, eh? Um, every season of Entourage in a nice cellophane-wrapped box set. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, it's been a crazy one. And uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, I, do, I don't actually like it with Helen that we always talk about men and women. And we talk about that a lot at the moment. And I'm sort of more with Morgan Freeman. And just, just my thought on it, that good writing does have to be the leader. 
uh, like with True Detective. What we have to look at is how women writers are given more um, opportunity to submit scripts. Well, I do. I mean, look at it at the moment. You've got uh, The Girls, which is written by... Amazing. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. And then you've got Amy Schumer, who's wrote, wrote the brilliant film Trainwreck that's just come out, and the Amy Schumer show, which is called um, something... Inside Amy Schumer. And if you've not watched that, you go on YouTube. There's a brilliant sketch that Amy Schumer's done, right? It's a a total piss take, right, of uh, 12 Angry Men. Right. And it's like, and it's from the perspective of 12 men in a room deciding whether Amy Schumer is sexy or not, whether they do it. Brilliant. But it's, it's, it's got an amazing cast. Just go on YouTube and watch that clip. It just you shows just you how funny it is. Whether they do it. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that that's is how the, they put it. That's the sketch. All right, good, that's good, the sketch, good. though. Um, good. Good. So I recommend. And it. also, if you want to make a difference, vote with your uh, buttons. Watch Kimmy Schmidt. Watch Girls. Watch their excellent things. Get the get the downloads, you know, up there, and then Ooh, there'll be yeah. more demand because business rules Hollywood, unfortunately. Right, that's it. See you next week when we'll be doing this show from our new studio, otherwise known as our houses. But we've got an amazing setup, and also it means interviews. It means our microphones will that sound slightly worse, but the um, the interviews will sound better because we're going to be doing them down Skype, and they're going to the Helen just then she'll be a lot easier to hear and understand. So there we go. Thank you. Ta ta. 